lovely to meet you here at your facility in Homebush. Thank you very much for being on AU Manufacturing Conversations. I'm glad to be here, Brad. Glad to be here. Uh, the first question for you, as it is for all our guests, is how did you get here and what do you make? Okay, how did I get here? You know, I was actually all ready to retire. I had a BT-50 in a caravan in my driveway <laughs> and uh, I was working as a consultant at the time and I was asked to come into Uncle Harry's and give the owner at the time some ideas how they could break the place up and get rid of it. And Uncle Harry's actually started back in 1994 by a guy by the name of Alan Rod. And Alan sadly passed away in 2017. And his wife organised for the, the business to be sold. I came in to give her an idea of what she could do with it. And because I've got a hospitality background, at the time she said, what are we going to do as far as breaking it down and where, what can I do with it? And I said, well, it's not worth a lot of money the way that it is because there's a lot of things that have to be done. And I said, but I've tried the product. Why don't you do something with it? And she said, I don't want to do anything with it. Why don't you buy it? And I said, well, I'm going to just become a grey nomad and start travelling, you know. And anyway, so that was four years ago. But Alan started the business in Gladesville. He had a health food store. And a guy by the name of Harry used to walk up and down the street at Gladesville and call into his store and say hello. And everybody in the street knew him as Uncle Harry. And one day he called in. Harry called in to see Alan and said, I make a, a vegetarian burger, which I think would sell really well in your shop. So Alan reluctantly said, OK, look, I'll give it a try, thinking, well, it's, it's probably a, a bit of rubbish, but everybody knows Harry, I'll do the right thing. Anyway, the product was so successful that within about two years, Alan had actually sold the health food store and built this factory just specifically to manufacture the burger because it, was so, it became so popular. So people from all over the place, you know, I keep running into people who have known about Uncle Harry's. It used to be called Uncle Harry's Natural Foods. And uh, so Harry eventually died and said to Alan at the time, he said, look, what about if you keep making the burgers? I'll give you the IP. So he gave him the IP for making the, the burger patties. So when I came in and I said to Joan, look, this is just such a beautiful product. You should do something with it. But she didn't want to do anything. She just wanted to get rid of it. And so here I am four and a half years later making a vegan product. You mentioned you were doing some consulting work and working for yourself, but is this the first sort of company you've uh, well, actually, I actually owned my own restaurant for quite a few years. I used to teach cookery at Ride Catering College. Then I, I saw a lot of chefs who their health declined very, very quickly. So I got out of that and went to uni and did a degree at uni and got into the consulting area. That's how I ended up coming here as a consultant rather than in, as a foodie. I see. But I've got a very strong food background. You came into possession of this company in 2018-ish? 2018, yeah, March 2018 it was. You know, you were 70 at the time, presumably looking to stay around a while because you liked what was being done here. Tell me about what you were thinking and if it was a sort of a five-year commitment, 10-year commitment, what was the plan? The first thing was... Is I said to my son, I'm, I've been offered to, to buy this business, what do you think? And he said, oh, you're crazy, Dad, why don't you take off and retire and enjoy yourself? But I just didn't want to be sitting at home, wasting away, watching TV, days of our lives, that sort of thing. So I thought, I really like food. I could see there was a huge market in the vegan-vegetarian area because of the way health is in the world, the way the environment is. And I thought... When I tried the product, I saw what was, what was on offer. I thought I could really expand this and do something with it. So when I first came into it, it was 
I didn't really have a, a short-term plan. It was more of a, I'm just going to do this and build it up and just make it grow. But then, of course, COVID hit. But in the first two years, so from 2018 to 2020, I more than doubled the turnover in some of my marketing background and the business background allowed me to do that. And I changed all of the packaging, so I rebranded as Uncle Harry's Vegan Grill rather than Uncle Harry's Natural Food. I kept the Uncle Harry's name because I just thought it had a bit of a twist to it and also the reputation of Uncle Harry's because people still say to me, oh, I've been eating your product for years. So I wanted to keep that going. All right, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, that's right, yeah. Right, and so you mentioned expansion. Tell me about the size of the company at the moment. At the moment, we've just got two employees, but as we get big orders in, I just bring in casual staff mm-hmm. because it is a manufacturing process. It's pretty straightforward. Such a huge learning curve for me to move from what I had been used to doing, even in a restaurant environment. But my days of teaching at Ride in, in the TAFE system really helped me because it's all about process procedure yep. process procedure which is what manufacturing really is sure if you get your head around mise place and things yep, like that you think there are yeah, some yeah, pretty yeah, that's, pretty that's, obvious similarities yeah, yeah. and i love cooking and i love experimenting i love coming up with new ideas new products to put on i actually was approached by a very large manufacturer here in australia they wanted to white label our product and they wanted millions of SKUs, single SKUs. In the first 12 months, we just not geared up to do that. And I wanted to stay a little bit small. I wanted to sort of like do it in my time rather than jump off a cliff and then end up having to get bigger premises, more machinery, more staff and become a headache. I thought yep. I, need to, I need to work out where are the ins and outs of the manufacturing first. And so I actually employed a, a guy to come in who's a, a manufacturing, not, I wouldn't say he's an expert, but he's pretty good at what he does and, and has a history in manufacturing. So he's come in as a, a bit of a consultant and has helped steer me over the last couple of years. Tell me about what you make here. We're looking at some patties. Um, yes. And something about your point of difference because obviously every man and his dog is making vegetarian slash vegan yeah, products absolutely. at the moment. Yeah, that's true, Brent. What I try to do is I try to try every new product that comes onto the market and there's so much rubbish out there that just use fillers and a filler is something to increase the volume that you can buy cheap. So chickpeas, lentils, anything where, you know, you can buy it from overseas and throw it into a product, make the product heavier so they can charge less, but give you rubbish. And uh, so one of the things about our product, we're actually distributed through uh, companies like PFD, Bid Foods, EWH, really big movers. Marley Spoon actually have us on their menu. But we also supply to about 12 hospitals, and the hospitals have done quite elaborate testing on our products. And because our product has got so much fresh ingredients with no additives, no preservatives, they love it because it feeds their patients with the nutrients that they want. So when I first took over the business, Alan actually had probably about 15 to 20 different products, but they're all little bits and pieces of stuff. Some of them were moving, some of them weren't. So I decided to, rather than trying to supply masses of product to few people i would just get rid of all of the bits and pieces and just focus on the burger patty so at the moment we have four skews and those four skews we've got the famous original and sweet potato couscous we have a mushroom we've just developed a new mushroom and barbecue tofu and we're always looking to 
put on new products, but the, the product has to be 100% Australia made. All of our product is fresh. All of our product comes from Australia. And we've also got to stay true to the product that is not high in salt, no sugars, no additives, no coated products. So just doing that in itself becomes difficult to try and source product. So one thing, for instance, is that the wheat that I buy is from Narrabri, so I actually have to get wheat that I need because I want it to be 100% Australian made, Australian grown, so I have to get that brought down from Narrabri. The vegetables that I buy, I buy all fresh. All of our vegetables are all fresh, and we buy them in twice a week. So that's the reason we're located close to the markets. Mm. So we buy them from a, a company that produces, washes them, cuts them, prepares them, and we get them picked up twice a week. We want to just stay true to the products that we we make. You've said a bit about your manufacturing, your supply chain, ingredients operations here to go back to buying the business at 70 it's very much the exception rather than the rule someone deciding to do that it's probably a bit crazy too i I wouldn't use that word it seems insulting but there's (laughs) maybe an element of crazy to it do you have anything to say about perhaps it being a barrier being an older person running a business or do you see any prejudice out there that you think needs to be addressed brent i think being older has such such advantage because you've got wisdom I mean you get wisdom and the wisdom comes from being just walking into a room where people want to talk to you because your age gives you a certain amount of authority just by the way you look the fact that you're older I walk into a room now and there can be a couple of 20 year olds or 25 year olds and I think to myself what do they know you know they've got a university degree but they don't have the the life skills so the age thing for me is, is a bonus where it isn't a bonus is, you know, like I was up at half past five this morning and on the road at 6.30 to go and pick up vegetables. So it's the, the stamina. There are some times that I do feel tired, but I just stay active. You know, I think the old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it, is so true. And I think there's such an opportunity for so many people to get out and... 70 is not old. Well, I don't think that it's old. But there are some people that I meet who are 60 and they're already ready for the aged care facility. So I think there are so many people who, if they had the opportunity to do something, they would, but they're a bit fearful because they're getting older. So it's really just about what's in your head and the way that you see your life. And I just don't want to be sitting at home on the lounge watching Days of Our Lives and and waiting to die. But in saying that, I I also am looking forward to going trekking and getting in the truck and, and driving around Australia, you know, but still being young enough to be able to enjoy that and I've got kids and grandkids and so everything just keeps me moving keeps me going do you uh, find that keeping fit is a, a part of the stamina aspect is that something that plays into your yeah I don't routine? I don't actually I don't spend a lot of time I mean I'm not a gym person or I used to be when I was younger but now just you know the fact that I've got to run upstairs to the office and I might do those stairs 100 200 times a day but in saying that, I'll go in and at the end of the day, go and mop the toilets out or uh, I'll be in there packing with them and I do deliveries. So yep. I'm, you know, loading up pallets and driving the forklift and doing all that sort of stuff. But like the days just go tick, tick and yep. all of a sudden they're gone. And I'm never bored. I've always got something to do. And, and the manufacturing industry is so, it's so complex, but so satisfying because it's it's like those processes and procedures. Once you 
get those processes and procedures running properly, it's a joy to see. But but there's always something, even this morning there was something that happened and I thought I've got to look at that and make the process a bit easier. Even though the business has been running, you know, this been, business has been running for a long time, they've been doing the same thing. Every day I see something new that I can tweak or make better. Is there anything outside of this that you're passionate about that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, look, I, I listen to ABC a lot, driving backwards and forwards from home. And I think there's such a need for the government, for the Australian government, to get behind small manufacturing business. I find there's a little bit of a... This is Keith's theory, but I think there's a bit of a conspiracy from the big manufacturers, the big companies, to get rid of the small guys, because the more they can make them compliant, the amount of rules and regulations that you've got to follow really drive me crazy. And I think there are so many of them that can be streamlined. And and I'd love to have the time and the energy to be able to help other manufacturers. It's not about cutting corners, it's about making life easier so there's more work for people, we get a better product, we get better international exposure. And I think the Australian government just needs to get behind it more. The, the small manufacturer, not the big guys, because the big guys are the ones who are putting the screws on the little guys and making it so it's not worthwhile for the little guy to be in business. Manufacturing can be a lifestyle for people. It's not all about just making money you can be employing people, you can be helping with the community, you can be helping with society and still have a good life. It's a busy life, but it's still a good life. Well, that's that's your life. Those are your theories and Keith, yeah, and Keith and is my, definitely yeah, allowed put, to have I'll Keith's theories. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Is there perhaps anything else you... I think that's probably a good, good amount of talking. Yeah. It's been lovely having you on A Manufacturing Conversations. Thanks for joining us here. No, thank you. Yeah, you're